and welcome to another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. I'm Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And our mission here at the podcast is to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and majesty of jazz music. This episode, we are talking about jazz and hip-hop. We're going to be talking about the fundamentals of it, the roots of it, the beginning, current stages of it, and who's been doing it an awfully long time. So, just some hip stuff, you know what I mean? And for those people who claim that jazz is old, you know, and doesn't, you know, mix with anything that's going on today, they're dead wrong. So, let's get to some music. First up, one of the forefathers of what would be considered hip-hop music, this is Gil Scott Heron. assigned ourselves the task of defining certain certain trends and certain situations and in such have become I guess more so than musicians bluesicians because we have tended to try to define certain means and modes related to the blues we attempted to define the lie detector blues <laughs> it's caught by Mayor Frank Rizzo I understand that he is sick currently. And we send our coldest regards. The lie detector blues and what Brian Jackson used to refer to as the ex officio blues. It's caught by Agnew. Nixon. It's terminal. <laughs> And what we found ourselves becoming afflicted with over the past six months or so is the Bicentennial Blues. Some people think that America invented the blues. And few people doubt that America is the home of the blues. Because the bluesicians have gone all over the world carrying the blues message and the world has snapped its fingers and tapped its feet right along with the blues folks, but the blues has always been totally American. As American as apple pie. As American as the blues. As American as apple pie. The question is why? Why should the blues be so at home here? Well, America provided the atmosphere. America provided the atmosphere for the blues and the blues was born. The blues was born on the American wilderness. The blues was born on the beaches where the slave ships docked. Born on the slave man's auction block. The blues was born and carried on the howling wind. The blues grew up a slave. The blues grew up as property. The blues grew up in Nat Turner visions. The blues grew up in Harriet Tubman courage. The blues grew up in small town deprivation. The blues grew up in big city isolation. The blues grew up in the nightmares of the white man. The blues grew up in the blues singing of Bessie and Billy and Ma. The blues grew up in Satchmo's horn, on Duke's piano, in Langston's poetry, on Robeson's baritone. The point is that the blues is grown. The blues is grown now, full grown, and you can trace the evolution of the blues on a parallel line with the evolution of this country. From Plymouth Rock to Acid Rock, 
from 13 states to Watergate. The blues is grown, but not the home. The blues is grown, but the country has not. The blues remembers everything the country forgot. It's a bicentennial year, and the blues is celebrating a birthday, and it's a bicentennial blues. America has got the blues and it's a bicentennial edition. The blues view might amuse you, but make no mistake, it's a bicentennial year. A year of hysterical importance. A year of historical importance. <laughs> Ripped off like donated moments from the past. 200 years ago this evening, 200 years ago last evening, and what about now? The blues is now. The blues has grown up and the country has not. The country has been ripped off. Ripped off like the Indians. Ripped off like jazz. Ripped off like nature. Ripped off like Christmas. Manhandled by media overkill. Goosed by aspiring vice presidents. Violated by commercial corporations. A bicentennial year. The year the symbol transformed into the B-U-Y centennial. Buy a car, buy a flag, buy a map. Right Until the public in mass has been bludgeoned into bicentennial submission or bicentennial suspicion. I fall into the latter category. It's a, a blues year, and America has got the blues. It's got the blues because of partial deification of partial accomplishments over partial periods of time. Halfway justice, halfway liberty, halfway equality. It's a half-ass year. And we would be silly in all our knowledge, in all our self-righteous knowledge, when we sit back and laugh and mock the things that happen in our lives to accept anything less than the truth about this bicentennial year. And the truth relates to 200 years of people and ideas getting by. It got by George Washington. The ideas of justice, liberty, and equality got cold by George Washington. Slave owner general. Ironic that the father of this country should be a slave owner. The father of this country, a slave owner, Having got by him, it made it easy to get by his henchmen, the creators of this liberty, who slept in the beds with the captains of slave ships, fought alongside black freedmen in the Union Army, and left America a legacy of hypocrisy. It's a blues year. Got by Gerald Ford, oatmeal man. <laughs> Has declared himself at odds with people on welfare, people who get food stamps, daycare children, the elderly, the poor, women, and people who might vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, it got by him, Hollywood. <laughs> acted like an actor, acted like a liberal, acted like General Franco when he acted like governor of California, now he acts like somebody might vote for him for president. It got by Jimmy Carter, Skippy. Got by Jimmy Carter and got by him and his friend, the Colonel, the creators of Southern Fried Triple Talk. 
a blues trio. America got the blues. It got by Henry Kissinger, the international godfather of peace. A piece of Vietnam, a piece of Laos, a piece of Angola, a piece of Cuba. A blues quartet. And America got the blues. The point is that it may get by you for another four years, for another eight years. You stuck playing second fiddle in a blues quartet. Got the blues looking for the first principle, which was justice. It's a blues year for justice. It's a blues year for the San Quentin Six looking for justice. It's a blues year for Gary Tyler looking for justice. It's a blues year for Reverend Ben Chavis looking for justice. It's a blues year for Boston looking for justice. It's a blues year for babies on buses. It's a blues year for mothers and fathers with babies on buses. It's a blues year for Boston. And it's a blues year all over this country. America has got the blues. And the blues is in the street looking for the three principles, justice, liberty, and equality. We would do well to join the blues looking for justice, liberty, and equality. The blues is in the street. America has got the blues, but don't let it get by us. Thank you very much. All right, that was Gil Scott Heron with the Bicentennial Blues. Now, that was recorded by Gil Scott in 1976. So, why am I starting a jazz and hip-hop episode with that? Well, here's why. Hip-hop music is actually a music that went back all the way to the 1970s. And generally, it, it accompanies rap music, like, you know, guys just speaking in different rhythmic things. And um, and this kind of hip-hop culture can it is like the word hip-hop. is like an umbrella, kind of like jazz. You know, you got bebop, you got free jazz, you got Dixieland. So, and fusion, and they're all under the same genre. Well, hip-hop's kind of the same way. You see hip-hop... You can have guys who are rapping. You can also have DJs with like, you know, turntables and, you know, like scratching and things like that. But you can also like sample beats. You can sample bass lines. You know, you have like synthesizers that you can use. You can do beatboxing. You, you know, there's like um, breakdancing, you know, that you can do back in the 80s. You know, that was a big thing. Uh, so with this whole advent of you have beatboxing and turntables and DJs and raps and all this other stuff you know back when hip hop started you know like in the first big kind of wave you had a message there was a message that these hip hop artists were trying to get out whether it was about you know impoverished uh the poverty in certain economies you know from where they they came from you know the the basically the the, their way of life at that point in time it was so important to try to get that out there that it wasn't just you know as bad as some people made it out to be and it wasn't to be ignored either so 
it was music with a message. And I'm talking about like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, you know, Fab Five Freddy, you know, Houdini, Curtis Blow, um, African Bombada. You know, you have all these great, you know, cats out there. But one dude who was doing it way before this music with a message was Gil Scott Heron. And Gil Scott Heron's kind of been on that that fringe of like jazz or hip hop. You know, nobody knows really what to consider him. Is he a jazz artist? I mean, he's talking about Lady Day and he's talking about John Coltrane. Then, you know, he's also talking about Whitey on the Moon. So, anyway... If you're going to do an episode on jazz and hip-hop, he's the perfect place to start. Because he, up till the day he died, he was recording stuff that had music with a message. So, and, (laughs) why did I start with Bicentennial Blues? Well, there's two reasons. That's the first reason, is that Gil Scott's one of the forefathers. Second reason is, take a look at the the news today, y'all. We've been here before. It might as well be 1974, 1976. We've been here before. With this higher than the law mentality in certain offices, etc. So I think everything that Gil Scott was saying in that, you could just apply to today and, and, and the vibration going on throughout the country today. You know, so... It, it that that's a message that still rings true. All right. So I talked to you about some of the different tools that uh, could be used in hip hop, you know. And one of the things I mentioned was like scratching and turntablism and like DJing. So this kind of thing made its way into some of the guys who were listening to what was going on. Well, one of the guys. Who were, who was listening to what was going on? Was Herbie Hancock, and Herbie Hancock said, "What if I use synthesizers like I'm already doing, but I added some scratching and some, you know, uh, vocoder things like that, and some, you know, like a different beat and some, you know, all the sort of things mixed together." So, what would happen if I mixed all that together? Well, he did. He had a kick-ass video on top of that. Won the very first MTV Music Video Award. That's right. The very first VMA went to Herbie Hancock. And it was for this song. Rocket.
Herbie Hancock and Rocket. You can clearly hear some of the scratch and DJ turntablism going on there, you know what I mean? So, and and scratching was one of the things that became a real element in hip hop. So, let's fast forward a couple of years because there was a point in time in the 80s where we could have been on the fringe of things that were going on, but a lot of this progressive-minded things were kind of frowned upon by the record companies because they didn't know how to market it or they weren't comfortable marketing this sort of fusion, this sort of mixture. And um, not all, but most, because what was happening in the 80s was this neoclassicism movement where if you were a young lion who was in a three-piece suit and you were playing... I'll remember April, well, then you got a record contract. And that's why we saw so many young artists pop up with bebop chops. And it was almost like a step back because it was like, not saying it was a complete step back because these were new musicians, but they were playing old things. They really weren't forcing and forging a new direction. I'm not blaming anybody. I've already been on that bandwagon before. Um, it's complicated. Just leave it at that. It's complicated, you know, because you had, of course, the Marsalises and you had Donald Harrison and Terrence Blanchard and, you know, all these young cats coming up through, you know, 
who did not want to do anything necessarily with electronics right away. They just wanted a piano player, a bass player, a drummer, you know, and then like a horn section, they wanted to be Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers every gig, every time. And that's already been done. That's Art Blakey's bag, you know? So, um, but in the early 90s, late, late 80s, talking like 89, 90, you know, into the early 90s, you had some groups who were doing some things, and um, it was some cool stuff, and they were sampling some stuff. So we're going to start with, uh, on this end of the spectrum, the Diggable Planets. Here is the Rebirth of Slick. You're tuned into the Dr. Jazz Podcast. to lock, but I'm cool like that. Man, Cleopatra Jones. And I'm chill like that. 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 I'm chill. Kid seven and a crescent. Us cause a buzz when a nickel bets a dope. Him, that's my man with the asteroid belt. They catch a fizz from the Mr. Doodle Big. He rocks a teeth from the Crooklyn Nine Pigs. The rebirth of slick like my gangster stroll. The lyrics just like Luke come in stacks and rolls. You used to find the bug in a box with Babe. Now he boogies up your stage, plats twist the braids. And I'm peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm 
peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace. Check it out, man. I groove like that. I'm smooth like that. I jive like that. I roll like that. Yeah, I'm thick like that. I stack like that. I'm down like that. I'm black like that. Yo, I funk like that. I'm fat like that. I'm in like that 'cause I swing like that. We jazz like that. We freak like that. We zoom like that. We out. We out. We out. Paris, 1994 Quand Dieu créa l'homme, tout était beau comme Les yeux d'une nonne, un beau matin d'automne Puis elle croqua la pomme, donc s'additionne Dans l'histoire de l'homme, les recherches de sérum L'homme est comme un ange en danger Que les eaux du Gange veulent changer L'argent de ce morceau aura pour utilité D'aider de danger à Angers, un ange en danger d'être courtois, tu te demandes pourquoi Parce que ma cause est noble Voilà, c'est grâce à l'héritage jazz Que l'homme singe devient l'homme sage J'ai l'âge de 10 ans quand je demande à ma maman Pourquoi tant de mal dans le monde des grands C'était cool à l'époque avec mon short et mes potes Désormais quand je suis croque je pense aux spots sur les capotes J'espère que cela va changer Un ange est en danger Je remercie mon sponsor, à savoir mon esprit et mon corps. L'homme, l'homme, que l'homme, l'homme, tout simplement Ron Carter. Quant à la descendance, sa contrebasse est un pacemaker. Non-stop plus jazz, panaz, live, pas sampler dans un disque d'occasion. Nous avons fait notre part, le ciel peut juger pour tenter de sauver un ange en danger. Un ange en danger. Thank you. 
MC Solar. That is En Danger, En Danger. And MC Solar is this French rapper. And um, he actually called on Ron Carter to record that track with him. So all the bass parts are Ron Carter, who met up with MC Solar, and they recorded this song together and everything. Um, which is truly dabbling the old and the new. You know, you have this nice hip-hop groove, and you have obviously some spoken rap by MC Solar and everything. And it's just, it's a wonderful combination. It's a different flavor now. So y'all who's sitting there, you know, wanting to hear Big Spiderbeck and, um, you know, Louis Armstrong's Hot Fives and Hot Sevens, you probably ain't going to dig this as much, and that's okay. But to me, it's all wonderful music. It's all wonderful flavors that are all interspersed and interwoven within the jazz fabric, the jazz tapestry, if you will. So, there you have it. Um, But yeah, Ron Carter. The Ron Carter. Living legend. So, up next we have Steve Coleman. And Steve Coleman was a force um, with the whole M-Base concept. And if you're not familiar with M-Base, what M-Base actually is, is M-B-A-S-E. And it stands for the Macro Basic Array of Structured Extemporization. And the whole Embase Collective uh, basically started in the late 80s with a bunch of uh, young musicians like Coleman and Cassandra Wilson, Jerry Allen, Greg Osby, Robin Eubanks, Kevin Eubanks' brother the very talented trombone player. And this all kind of started over in Brooklyn. And it was a whole new sound, and it was a whole new idea of about expressing yourself in different creative ways. Now, of course, Steve Coleman is on a whole nother genius level. You know, uh, he, he's kind of like Wayne Shorter, you know, in his thought processes. He's on a whole nother orbit. But he, Coleman called this the M-Base concept. And um, many, you know, critics have, uh, jazz critics have used the term like, oh, that's M-Base kind of music, you know, as a style. But Steve Coleman actually said that M-Base doesn't denote a musical style, but a way of thinking about creating the music. You know, uh, he says his famous musicians did in the past, he refuses the word jazz as a label for his music. And the music tradition represented by musicians like Coltrane and Bird and Louis Armstrong, you know, it's that same thing that it goes beyond the word of jazz. So that's what Coleman was shooting for here. Um, There was also, like, dancers and poets who were part of the whole M-Bass collective. Um, And so a lot of the, the early recordings here show... Um, a commonality and a camaraderie between all of them. Um, so, a lot of the credits have distorted his original meaning. There you go. Um, they did uh, record a couple of albums together as the Embase Collective, which was pretty cool. But 
I'm just kind of foreshadowing this so that you know it's a totally different style what you're about to hear. Um, but it is awesome. So here is Steve Coleman from his album A Tale of Three Cities. Here is Bebop. Now we have some fine young boys here that are going to play a little cover for us. It's called Bebop. That's it. Bebop. Bebop. Bebop.
the funk busting nasal cavity Ripping the clubs like a late night pillage Roll out before the avalanche crush your village The flamethrower, poof, the final micros Kids step in my cypher wearing asbestos suits I rock roots with an infamous squadron You read between the lines, I'm outside of the margin Ooh, chaos, you better get smart Syntax, sending niggas back to head start Save the new Jack theatrics I put so many kids to sleep My specialty's pediatrics Underground every day's Groundhog's Day So lead, follower, get the fuck out the way Purebred, pick of the litter Heavy hitter can't be suppressed So put that underdog shit to rest Count down the fright night Is your alarm set? Daylight savings time Ain't saved nobody yet Set it off Stringing niggas out like methadone Compose scripts Drama like Oliver Stone DL like an angel of death Snatching your firstborn You asked out, Jack But you got to fall back Penetrable, unmovable. I detect movements like radar, so mash, mash. Greg be on the sax, let the motherfucker blast. I blend like vital blend, essential like vital mint. And to end my mental end, get injured like Leviathan. Will you try again when your eyes open? I be flipping, ripping rhythms with the chords like a violin. Sipping on the gin with the proper blend. 
been Come on in, let the record spin Descend, explore corridors you've never been before I'm similar to Bolivian flake Baked because I'm raw I split apart from the nucleus I be producing this I represent myself as a Philly rebel My vocabulary gets scary on lower levels I transform like a shapeshifter My lips twisting bevels Spilling all types of rhythms never heard before It's the madman poetic abstract hardcore Greg Osby with Smokescreen. And before that, we heard Bebop by Steve Coleman. Both champions of the M-Base concept. Alright, up next we've got some more jazz and hip-hop fusion to bring to you. Uh, this one is actually with Branford Marsalis. Branford was one of the ones who kind of got into the whole hip-hop and jazz thing. You know, he he was a little bit more adventurous than some of the other young lions. So, Branford got up a group, or was part of a group, uh, called Buckshot LaFonk. Now, the interesting part about this is Buckshot LaFonk... Um, was a pen name or surname, if you will, uh, an alias that Cannonball Adderley used to use on certain record dates that people wanted him on, but he couldn't because of contractual obligations to his own record company. So he would go and he'd play the session and he'd say, Who is that alto player? Oh, that's Buckshot LaFunk. Who is that? <laughs> Sounds a lot like Cannonball. <laughs> so. Anyway, there was this group that, that came about in the 90s, and it was called Buckshot LaFunk. So, without further ado, the group Buckshot LaFunk. Get, get, get on, stop, stop. Get, get, get on, stop, stop. Get, get, get on, stop, stop. 
Then I'm the rude one, cause I can kick it, you know I rip it, you'll pass the brew, so I can sip it, I'm wicked, when it comes down to the rhyme, so in 93, I'm taking what's mine, and this you gotta acknowledge, cause I'm slick, so watch me clock the dollars. All around the city and from coast to coast, I'm, I'm slick and the rock the house. Slick and all around the city and from coast to coast, I'm slick and the rock the house. Boom, your eyes clock, you're getting burned on the spot. So butts, cause I'll go nuts I never take a short, I rap for more than sport So now you're caught, down to your last resort Whispering behind my back just like a pansy I'm breaking MC's neck, yes I can G So chill, cause this you gotta acknowledge I'm slamming, yeah that's what you could call it Or better yet just say I'm slick Cause I'm demolishing rappers Lickety split, you know I'm slick mm, You know I'm slick mm, You know I'm slick I'm slick and most Slicker than most, all around the city and from coast to coast. I'm slicker than most, slicker than most. I rock the house, Anna. 
We started that little bitty set, the two-piece set with Buckshot LaFonk featuring Branford Marsalis. The name of that track was Some Shit at 78 Beats Per Minute, The Scratch Opera. So, and after that, we heard Slicker Than Most by Guru. Now, and that comes from his Jazzmatazz Volume 1 album on Blue Note, I believe. If you're not familiar with Keith Edward Elam, Guru is his rap name. And Guru stands for Gifted, Unlimited, Rhymes, Universal. So, absolutely mixing jazz and hip-hop. He he was a rapper. He just he's just an amazing talent who left us far too soon. He died at the age of forty three in twenty ten uh, due to cardiac arrest. So sad, but he definitely left his mark before he passed on this planet. And one of the other marks that he made besides having the Jazzmatazz series was he found a little group called Gangstar. And Gangstar was a a wonderful rap and hip hop, you know, thing that mixed a lot of influences and paid a lot of homage to jazz. I mean, this guy's got a street named after him in France, just like Nina Simone and just like Andy Warhol. So, you know, they understand the the heaviness of Guru. So. Hopefully you will after that last track and this one as well. Here is a two-for-one special on Guru. Here is Gangstar with Jazz Thing. I would like to play a little tune I just composed not so long ago. This Billy, this Billy, this Billy Holiday. Should I say the mother? mother, bringing us back again from the drumming on the Congo. It came with a strong flow and continued to grow. Feet moved to the beat of the tabalo. Now gave the story and follow, for then it landed on American soil. Through the sweat, the blood, and the toil, it praised the Lord, shouted on chain games. Pain they felt, but it helped them to maintain. Scott Joplin's rags, Bessie Smith blues, St. Louis blues, they were all the news, ringing smooth. And all the listeners' ears Fulfilling the needs And planting the seeds of a jazz band King Oliver's group Was a train coming through to Chicago Bringing a New Orleans groove And when Satchmo blew The audience knew Basin Street Blues was the whole house tune It was music Great to dance to Great to romance to With a lot to say to you Relaying a message Revealing the essence of a jazz band 
In the 40s came bebop, the first bebop, the real bebop. So let me talk about Diz and Bird, giving the word, defining how a beat could be so complete. Playing with ferocity, thinking with velocity, about ornithology or anthropology, and even epistrophe. And this is real history, Thelonious Monk, a melodious thump. No mistakes were made with the notes he played, his conception was recondite. A star glowing bright among dim lights. The critics did cite that he sounded all right. Charlie Mingus, such nimble fingers, dropping the bass all over the place. And Max Roach, cymbal socking, bass drum talking, snare drum rocking, restructuring. The metaphysics of a jazz thing. Then too, we'd like you to feel that you've just walked in. You've been seated at the table, and now you're ready to listen to... John Coltrane, a man supreme, he was the cream. He was the wise one, the impression of Afro Blue and of the promise that was not kept. He was a giant step. And there was Ornette Coleman, he was another soul man. The original Invisible, playing great music. I wonder why the bankers couldn't use it. Now listen, see... The real mystery is how music history created Paul Whiteman or any other white man and pretended he originated and contended that he innovated a jazz thing. Of course, the three has no really blow. Scheming on the meaning of a jazz thing. On his deathbed Cause when Betty Carter sings a song Ain't nothing going on But simply good music And you won't refuse it She's taking her time Making the nuances rhyme Sonny Rollins Tenor saxophone With a big old tone Reciting poems With notes as words And haven't you heard? Next stop bottom Right past Odeo Now the young cat's blowing And more and more people Yes, they will be knowing Jazz ain't the past The music's gonna last And as facts unfold Remember who foretold The 90s Will be the decade of a jazz thing 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 All right, so that was Gangstar, fronted by Guru, who started the band, actually. And uh, this jazz thing, man, and that's really hip as hell, how they're sampling in so many of those classic jazz tracks and interviews and little snippets of melodies and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's music with a message for sure. Big homage to jazz music. All right, so we've talked about Guru and we've talked about, you know, Branford and Steve Coleman and Greg Osby and, you know, the Digable Planets and Gil Scott Heron and even mentioned Herbie Hancock. But for the casual jazz listener, Herbie Hancock's probably the last name you probably recognize. So at this point, you're sitting there thinking, like, is this even worth it? 
Ah, but it is because even the great Miles Davis was dipping his toe into the fusion of hip-hop and jazz. On his last album, Doobop, he mixed a lot of this kind of fusion together between jazz and hip-hop. And he worked with the rapper Easy Mo B. And they even came up with a song dedicated to him even before he passed away, even though he didn't know that it was going to be his last album. Here is the Doobop song. Like they flipping on their high beams And when I just come through You think 
you bad, but somebody seen you Climbing a tree like Jack B. Nimble your mouth, blow the trumpet off of A&M's Miles Davis' style is different, you can describe it as specific He ripped rage and roll, no time for watching Andy Griffith You can, you can, you can, all you want Go ahead While he take the do-hop and mix it with bebop Just like a maker in the shoe shop Easy Moby will cream you like the new guy And usually we do our butts and smiles Wanna cool out, you can do that Miles Blow your trumpet, show the people this one is the do-bop Just kicking that do-bop sound Just kicking that yeah. do-bop sound This one is the do-bop Just kicking that do-bop sound Just kicking that do-bop sound Just kicking that do-bop sound
That is Ghetto Walkin' by Robert Glasper, featuring by Law. And it comes off the album Everything's Beautiful, which is Robert Glasper's sampling of Miles Davis, whether it's his own tunes or whether that's reworking his tunes or just sampling his voice, sampling parts of his own trumpet playing. And, um, yeah, there's a tune that Miles composed called Ghetto Walk that was like an outtake from the In a Silent Way sessions. And it's a great tune. Um, I think he worked on that with Joe Zavinal. You know, um, but just a real relaxed groove to it, you know. And you add Miles, a little talking from Miles to it at the beginning, and then just Robert Glasper totally turned it inside out, you know, in a beautiful way. Um, but Miles and the hip hop and jazz thing is still being felt today. Um, of course, you know, Robert Glasper was in charge of a lot of the music for the Miles Ahead film, uh, starring Don Cheadle as Miles Davis. So you have that, and before that we heard Miles Davis himself from his last album, Doobop, and Miles is alongside the rapper Easy Moby with the Doobop song. Also known as Miles Davis, the Doobop song. So, um, yeah, this kind of brings us to some things that are happening in the 2000s now. So, another great trumpet player from Atlanta, Georgia, one of my absolute favorites. Totally tasteful. This guy hasn't talked about near enough. His name is Russell Gunn, and he's got a whole series of albums called the Ethnomusicology Series. Ethnomusicology Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, Volume 4. And this one, this next track comes from Ethnomusicology Volume 2, and it is entitled Del Rio, which is also known as Anita.
city lights. The cooker, the Lee Morgan story. Expobedient, leeway. Take 12, the Lee Morgan story. Sidewinder, search for the new land. Tomcat, the Lee Morgan story. Cornbread, the gigolo. Infinity, the Lee Morgan story. 7-10-1938, Illadelph, Pennsylvania, birth the prodigy. A brilliant musician in the making. Pops played organ at the church every weekend. At an early age, he collected records. Grew well versa who was playing the best with horns and drums, using arms and lungs to take the world by storm and build a legacy, son. Southern roots, though he was born in the Northeast, his parents left the South on a mission to make ends meet. He lived with passion, his heart pumped music. His father was his first true inspiration to do it. Each day revealed the true essence natural. Study cats like Clifford Brown and Fats Navarro. Always wonder when the sun come out tomorrow to end the ghetto pain and sorrow all so shallow. Dizzy Gillespie, Clifford Brown, Blue Note, the Lee Morgan story. Hank Mobley, John Coltrane, Art Blakey, the Lee Morgan story. Wayne Shorter, Benny Golson, Bobby Timmons, the Lee Morgan story. Avant-garde. 1960s, Joe Henderson, the Lee Morgan story. His first teenage love was a trumpet. His sister got it for him cause she knew that he wanted it. I doubt she knew what all would become of it. He studied it at the School of the Arts, not knowing he would move from the start. His teacher was a chain smoking local who mastered the horn, y'all. He was no joke, yo. He used to cut out of school. Him and his mans just to break early and go to the jams, you know, network and build. Humble cat just showing his skill. Met Clifford Brown and Dizzy and he knew it was real. No voice, grace notes and light tone quality. Methodically shaped the longest line so ill melodically So much hard work graduated at last Same month Clifford Brown died in a car crash So sad it crushed him, life goes on Huge tragedy would thrust him, a star is born Infinity, the rump roller Charisma, the Lee Morgan story Delightfully, the Raja, Sonic Boom, the Lee Morgan story The Sixth Sense, the Procrastinator Karamba, the Lee Morgan story Sextet Lighthouse, Tavo, the Lee Morgan story. At the age of 18, he joined the Art Blakey Messenger team. The next level of things, living his dreams. A few months later, he was hired by Diz to play in big band gigs, only to further his biz. The experience outweighed the money so much he failed to attend the most prestigious school in the country. He shot junk in his veins, started to slip. His friends and family worried, was this gonna be it? No, soon rise again from the underground with a hard bop jazz type soulful sound. Sidewinder, first original composition, and most successful at the time in terms of chart positioning. His work ethic was massive, sideman sessions go on for days like discography lessons. Like so many, his downfall was narcotic, and soon to be his fate if he couldn't learn to stop it. It was a gun that ended his life at a gig in New York City by his so-called wife. 33 years young, so full of greatness. The Lee Morgan story, read about it in the paper, study the straight no filter. Dippin', caddy for daddy, the Lee Morgan story. Freedom writer, roots and herbs, the witch doctor, the Lee Morgan story. Indestructible, soul finger, boot train, the Lee Morgan story. Helen Moore, slugs, legacy, the Lee Morgan story.
right. That was bassist Ben Williams from the State of Art with the Lee Morgan story. Just kind of like Miles had his own track about himself with the Doobop song, Ben Williams chose to make a track giving a whole historical sense a chronology, if you will, and a discography. A lot of those track, a lot of those uh, things that uh, the rapper mentioned were uh, Lee Morgan albums: Candy, The Gigolo, Sidewinder, etc. So that was the Lee Morgan story. And before that, we heard Del Rio, aka Anita, from Russell Gunn and his. It's from his album Ethnomusicology Volume Two. A lot of great tracks on that album. Um, so yeah, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you to absolutely, if you love what you hear, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I've gotten a couple of uh, responses from some of the other shows, and um, don't you worry. There's more coming from those of you who liked it. Uh, some of you liked some of the 1970s jazz, and some of you liked some of the uh, the favorites. Some of you liked the little Spotlight series, so there is more coming don't you worry uh, but if you'd like to check out these album covers if you dig what you've heard or if you're interested in finding out more go to the website dr jazz podcast that's d r j a z z podcast dot wordpress dot com a lot of info there make sure you know what you're getting when you buy the albums and please by all means buy the albums buy the cds the tapes whatever method you listen to music support these artists and these artists families and estates they worked really hard for you to enjoy what they have to offer up next we have one of the absolute newest splashes on the scene today this is Christian Atunde Ajua Scott. Now, before he changed his name, he just went by Christian Scott and is the nephew of jazz royalty, Donald Harrison. Donald Harrison was one of the young lions in the 80s, and his father was one of the guardians of the flame. That was one of the Mardi Gras Indian troops down in New Orleans. So... Christian Scott, Christian Atunde Ajua Scott, is one of the descendants from that family. And it's kind of like the Redmonds or the Joneses or the Marsalises. There's a lot of lineage there. So, he came out with a, a triptych album. That's three albums, uh, all within the same kind of thing, the same time. And this next track calls uh is called unrigging november and it was just released this year so this is from the, i think there's one called diaspora there's i can't remember the third one but there's this one comes from the emancipation procrastination album and it's unrigging november and it's all about the 2016 election between hillary clinton and donald trump so you see we've almost come full circle between what Brother Gil Scott Heron was talking about with the Bicentennial Blues and what Christian Atunde Ejua Scott is talking about with Unrigging November. So 
marinate on that thought for a while while you enjoy this track. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
Hargrove and the RH Factor for fun from their <coughs> EP release that just actually uh, was released this past year. That was from their RH Factor release, Strength. And there's about five or six tracks on that album that's just killer. So. I did not want to end with anything too heavy. I always want to end with something very lighthearted. And that track was called For Fun. Before that, we heard from Christian Atunde Ajua Scott with Unrigging November. So hopefully, without getting a little too historical, I'm not Phil Shap. I'm not going to get into the nth detail of stuff. I'm just trying to give overviews of different things that kind of interest me. And uh, try to shed some light on a, on a few things and, and, and present them in a way that you can be, that you have different options to choose from. You know, that's really it. I just, there's a lot of music in the, in the, the universe of jazz that I think is very special music. And jazz and hip-hop is one of those things that just seems very special it's it's different it's a total different flavor i've said that previously so hopefully you've dug some of the things and some of the tracks that you've heard you're going to go on the website because something interested you you're going to make sure you've got the right album that's dr jazz podcast drjaz podcast.wordpress.com and then you're going to support these artists because that that would be awesome and you know that 
you know, Steve Coleman's still around, and, you know, he needs your patronage to continue his in-base concepts, and as awesome as they are. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. want to thank you for listening. If you've written me, I greatly appreciate it. I will definitely take everything you say into consideration if you write me and you say that you hate something or you love something. So... Uh, as of right now, all I've gotten is nothing but positive vibes. So that's awesome. And I appreciate it. Until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust.